0: Uh, we've made it. Here we are on Easter Day and uh, we can't believe how quickly this year has flown and here we are um, at the end of April on Easter Day. What a day to celebrate this morning. I don't know how your day has begun today. It might have started very quietly and uh, just arrived at church and Colin and I had a chat the other day about if only people knew the chaos. <laughs> you know, you'd think you'd have a prayer time and a whatever before the service but it's running around and this morning ours was Easter Easter bunnies and all sorts of things and chocolate everywhere. Um, But it's great, isn't it? And it's a breakfast of chocolate eggs today for us. Yesterday, I was in Waitrose and uh, there was a poor frazzled looking shop assistant behind the counter and uh, she just said it had been a day where people had been in and just shouted and moaned and complained at her because they'd run out of easter eggs. Um, Poor lady I don't know if you've done the same you think there'll always be easter eggs and then you get to the shop and Hannah I know that happened to you and you get to the shop and you know there's none left and you're like oh no and you're racing around that happened to me too. Um, So um, yesterday this poor lady looked completely worn out and frazzled. But for many of us, for many people, that's the first thing that springs to mind when they think of Easter. They think of chocolate, they think of eggs, they think of daffodils, they think maybe think of bunnies, think of chicks, think of baby lambs, think of daffodils. And that's what today will be all about for many people. And many people don't um, recognize the real meaning of Easter. Maybe they don't even know what the real meaning of Easter is really all about. On Good Friday, um, we had a lovely time here where we just remembered and we reflected upon the death of Jesus. And as I said on Good Friday, Good Friday is a whole mix of emotions. Because on one hand, you're reflecting and you're remembering this tragic and brutal death of Jesus on the other hand, we know how the story ends and we know that we'll be here three days later, an Easter day, celebrating together because Jesus is risen from the dead. And today, Easter day, we come with expectation. We come in celebration. It is a day of celebration. You know, it's good for us to dance and to clap and to, to just enjoy being together. A day of celebration, knowing that the resurrection is at the centre of our faith. Today is the heart of our faith. It's what it is all about. It assures us that we are individually, each one of us, accepted by God just as we are. Exactly as we are. Doesn't matter how you've come in this morning. Doesn't matter what your life situation is. You know, often people say to me, oh, I come in and everyone seems to have it all together. And I say to them, just get chatting to some people and you'll realise that all of us have a story to tell. That's what the resurrection is about, that we're individually accepted by God just as we are, exactly as we come to God. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 4, Jesus was handed over to die because of our sins and he was raised to life to make us right with God to make us right with God. And sometimes I think we fall into thinking that um, we have to try and do it ourselves, that we have to try our hardest to live a good life, a life that pleases God. We have to do all the right things, say all the right things, live by the rules. And if we do that, then that's okay, because that's what pleases God. But pleasing God isn't a result of something that we do. Pleasing God is a result of something that Jesus did for each one of us. So why is the resurrection so important? Why is it important to us? Why does Easter Sunday impact and have an effect on my life today? What difference does it make to me? Well, firstly, the resurrection means that we have the power to overcome. We have the power to overcome. We sing a song here at Shiloh. Does anyone want to sing it for me? I'll just say it if not. Um, The chorus goes, mighty saviour, lifted high, king forever, Jesus Christ, crowned in glory, raised to life, the same power lives in us we sing it, don't we? We say the same resurrection power lives in us, lives in our hearts. And what an amazing thought. Think about that for a moment. The same power that brought Jesus back to life from the dead lives in you and lives in me. It's an incredible thought. That means that we have all the power that we need to live the Christian life to get through this life, this journey of life, journey of faith. Paul wrote in um, Romans 8, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. The Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. The same Spirit What an awesome thought. And just as God raised Jesus from the dead, he'll give life to to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. Jesus brings us life. Our bodies are like dead without the Holy Spirit living within us. People who come to know Jesus say it's like I came alive. We're born again that's who we are. We come to life. And many times I hear people say, oh, the Christian life is so hard. It's so difficult. It's so tough being a Christian. And my response isn't always what they want to hear. My response is always, yes, it's impossible. It's impossible living the Christian life. It's only made possible when we know the power of the Holy Spirit inside our lives, living in us. It's impossible on our own. We need the help of the Holy Spirit living within us. The only way to live a life of faith is in relationship with Jesus and with the help and assistance of the Holy Spirit, that power, that resurrection power living inside of us. Because of Jesus' death on the cross and because he rose again from the dead, um, we have that same power, the same Holy Spirit living in our lives. We have all the power that we need to overcome any situation, to overcome any addiction, to come o- overcome anything in our lives right now. We have all the power we need because we have that resurrection power living inside us, bringing life where there is death. Jesus ca- died so that we can have the power in our lives. That's the first thing that the death and resurrection of Jesus accomplished in our lives. Secondly, the resurrection gives us assurance that if we put our trust and our hope in Jesus, we have eternal life in heaven. We have the hope of eternal life. This is the most important thing of all. Death died when Jesus rose from the dead. Death died on Easter Day when Jesus came back to life, on resurre- when he resurrected from the dead. And because Jesus rose from the dead, we can have confidence too that we too will rise. Because Jesus died in our place on the cross, we can have eternal life. We have the hope of eternal life. You may have heard that the Lord said unto John, come forth to receive eternal life but John came fifth and won a toaster. Okay, you might have heard that, but that's not true. Okay, that's not true. Okay, that is not true. There is no limit on who can have eternal life. Okay, there is no limit. This is what the Bible says actually in John. I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. What an incredible promise Jesus makes. We can't exclude ourselves. You can't say, oh yeah, but they're a really good person, that's for them. Because the Bible says here, Jesus says, anyone, anyone who believes, it's anyone, any one of us who believes in Jesus can have eternal life. Anyone And then when Paul was writing to the Corinthians, he said this, when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, this scripture will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? You know, when my daughter Freya was little, um, she was in reception at school, and I put her in the car, and um, she started shrieking really loudly. And I looked around and I was like, What is wrong with Freya? And uh, she said, A bee, mummy, a bee's gone up my skirt. Now, no one wants a bee up their skirt, but um, she said, It's gone up, it's gone up, mummy. Anyway, she had one of those little summer dresses on, you know, and it had gone up and got caught um, in her tummy, like where it had gone in. Anyway, it gave her a big sting, and then, of course, happily for the little bee he then passed away um, and but then <laughs> um, I had to open her dress and I had to take the sting out you know the sting was in her tummy and I had to pull it out that's what Jesus has done for us on the cross okay he's removed the sting of death he's removed it on the cross when he died on the cross for each one of us You know, the children today are making their Easter gardens. They're making the empty tomb. Okay, good luck parents taking that home. (laughs) Um, But they're making their little Easter gardens today and they're going to be bringing them home and they have those empty tombs. It's just a reminder to them that actually Easter Sunday is about Jesus, the tomb is empty. He isn't there. And if we put our faith in Jesus, then There's a most incredible thought, and I I always love this thought, um, particularly when I'm leading a funeral of someone who I really know had, had faith, that if we've put our trust in Jesus, then the last breath that we take here on earth, the next one, our first breath, is in heaven. What a beautiful thought that is. The last breath here on earth, our first breath in heaven. The entrance of the tomb is not to death. The entrance of the tomb leads us to life when we know Jesus. Jesus' resurrection assures us that in heaven, each of us will have a new body. We'll have a new body just like his. Have a look at your body this morning. Okay have a look at it where you're sitting okay got any bits falling off or bits you'd like to change okay bits that you know aren't quite right okay i think all of us sorry not this sounds rude all of us would like a new new body in some way or another things that we'd like to change we start to wear out don't we bits start to ache and things start to to fall off but um it's good news isn't it it's great news isn't it the hope of resurrection we'll have a new body for eternity. That's good news for us all. Sorry, it does sound rude, but it is good news for us all that we'll all have a new body, a resurrection body. Colossians 3 verse 4 says, and when Christ who is, in your, is your life is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. What a fantastic promise that is. We will share in all of his glory. And finally this morning, these are God's promises to us. These are God's promises that he makes to us, that he will give us his power. The same resurrection power lives in us. He will give us his power and that we have the hope of eternal life with Jesus. But here's the but. But these promises are for all who have put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to put our faith in Jesus. And I want to ask you the question this morning, have you done that? Have you met with Jesus, the risen Lord Jesus. Have you met the Jesus who left that tomb? He can and he longs to come and live inside of you. Being a Christian is not about being religious. You know, when I was about 14, I decided actually I want to become a Christian. I need to give my life to Jesus. But I was afraid because religion bored me. And I was like, what if I have to live by all these rules and, you know, it's, it's going to be religious and it's going to be difficult. But actually, there was a realisation in that moment that the good news is, is that God isn't looking for the religious type. He's actually looking for the sinner type. He's actually looking for those who make mistakes, who mess up, who things don't always look great. That's who God is looking for the Bible says everyone has sinned and we all fall short of God's glorious standard. All of us have sinned. We all make mistakes. We've all fallen short. We will never, ever reach God's standard on our own. None of us ever will or ever will be able to live a life good enough for God's pleasure on our own. Instead, we have to come to him. We have to admit, actually, God, I've messed up. I've sinned. I've made a mistake. We have to turn from that. We need to put our faith in Jesus, who died on the cross for our sin, who came back to life again three days later, Resurrection Sunday. I wonder, have you ever asked Jesus into your life? Have you ever asked Jesus into your life? You know, it is possible to know all about Jesus but not actually know him. When I was 15 years old, I knew everything there was to know about Jason Donovan. I knew all about Jason Donovan and knew what he liked to eat, what, where he got his hair cut, everything about Jason Donovan. But I didn't have a relationship with him. I wish I did, but I didn't have a relationship with him. I had no relationship with Jason Donovan at all. Maybe you know all about God. Maybe you know everything about God. Maybe you've read the Bible cover to cover 20 times and you know everything there is to know about God. But do you have a relationship with him? Do you know him? Do you hear him? Do you talk to him? Is he your everything when you wake up in the morning? Do you think, what, what's God got for me today? Do you have a relationship with him? Do you have that certainty that if you were to die, that you know you're going to heaven? you have a peace because I know I'm going to heaven. The same Jesus who died on the cross and rose from the dead stands at the door of your life. That's what the Bible tells us and he knocks and he waits for us to invite him into our hearts. He says, if you hear his voice and you open that door, he will come in. He makes the promise he will come in. He will come and live in your heart so that you will never be alone again. Jesus promised to stand by you, to guide you, to help you, to lead you, and to give you his power. He says that today. If we invite Jesus into our hearts today, it changes in a moment. In a moment, we can have the hope of eternity we can have the power, the resurrection power in our life to live every day for Jesus.